Welcome to night three of our election night coverage. That doesn't make any sense. Any <laughs> new numbers out of Arizona as vote counting continues in several battleground states tonight. Stop me if you've heard that one before. <laughs> this is an election like no other. So many mail-in votes, it's taking days to count them. And here's where it stands tonight on the road to 270 electoral votes. Joe Biden has 253. Donald Trump has 214. And all eyes tonight once again on Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia. In particular, they are three extremely tight races. The margins have been narrowing all day in both directions, actually. Pennsylvania alone, with 20 electoral votes, has the potential to put Joe Biden over the top. And he's got momentum on his side there, but in Arizona, it's a different story. I don't know. If you're like me, I found myself almost just kind of staring at the numbers as they, as they click and change. Our team is in place, Chuck Todd, Andrea Mitchell, and Casey Hunt. Chuck, break it down. What are we going to see? What are we watching for tonight? Well, we're going to see what we're going to get in. I mean, what we're watching for is it's what we've been watching the last three nights. And by the way, in fairness, we warned people months ago that election night could become election week. And lo and behold... We didn't mean, we didn't mean Here to be we so are. accurate. Here we are. Um, but let's start with Pennsylvania. When we last left you last night, I believe the president had a, a, a vote lead of about 165,000. I, I would say it's been coming in at a steady clip. I wouldn't call it a fast clip. I would say steady clip. Uh, we've gotten some vote out of Allegheny County, which is Pittsburgh in the west. We've gotten some vote in Philadelphia. Basically, um, Vice President, former Vice President Biden has cut the lead by 100,000. Let me show you what we think's available. We uh, are out there. We still think he could net another 50,000 votes out of Philadelphia County when all is said and done. Um, there's extraneous there in Delaware County. Um, we're still there. May be a few votes left in Chester County, which is more and more people who want to know where Casey's from. <laughs> and um, we've got two Philadelphians here with Andrea and Casey. Montgomery County. This could be, you know, a few straggling ballots. And that's another thing I got to remind you of at this point. We're getting to the point where pieces of ballots could be coming in from a whole lot of areas. The biggest chunk we expect to be from the Philadelphia area, which is, again, why Democrats are so optimistic about what they think is coming from Pennsylvania and Republicans are so nervous. So will we get that vote tonight or will we get that in the morning? I think Andrea's had some reporting that indicates it may be in the morning that we get some of this vote. Let's go to other place here, Georgia, which has been, look at the margin right now, less than 2,500 votes. This has been steady, uh, all same thing. The votes have been coming in at a steady clip, and Joe Biden's been winning approximately 65 to 70 percent of what's been counted. It's all been vote by mail. A lot of it has been in the Atlanta area, but we think we've gotten all, most out of DeKalb. Um, there still might be some in Fulton. Um, there still might be some in Cobb. These are all Biden areas, probably done there in Douglas. When we do 99 these days, we don't put anything at 100, but our 99 is the assumption that we're at the tail end there. Uh, there was a vote out of Savannah earlier today that made that, that also uh, brought the, the lead down. So we are, we are down to maybe 15,000 ballots left. So if he wins two to one, I mean, look, this is a race that's going to be a tie, plus or minus a couple thousand Let's votes. Let's check out Arizona, because I think our producer just said we just got some new votes in, Well, then actually. let's take a look. So it was the next state I was going to go to anyway. In Maricopa County. Here we are. Well, as you can see, Joe Biden's lead is down to 46,000. This was something that has been sitting at 68,000 all day. It's what we left last night with. And last night, just to remind people, 
the, 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 the vote that got counted last night, we had said that President Trump needs to win 57 to 58 percent of all remaining ballots. Last night in the first uh, 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 vote uh, that, we, that were counted last night that got dropped into the count, he did get 57.5 percent. So um, obviously here more has come in. You can see in, in Maricopa, we don't know for sure how much is left. Um, and we don't know when exactly all of it's going to come in. It could be a little bit longer. But I can tell you this, all of our projections seem to think this is going to be razor tight. In fact, maybe Georgia razor tight. So don't go anywhere on, on, on Arizona. This one, even as we get more vote in. Now, look, we get more vote in and it's more of a 51-49 in the president's direction. Then, and it, he may be that he, he can't, you know, he'll come up short. But we are going to wait to see more vote because it has been coming in at a clip that could allow the president to overtake Biden in that vote count. And then, of course, there's one more state that we're waiting on in Nevada. And this was something we thought we'd get today. And now it looks like we will get tomorrow or Saturday. The Clark County um, Registrar said that there is more vote that they will complete by Saturday, but we should see more tomorrow. We did get a little bit today. When we left you last night, uh, Joe Biden had a lead of a, just under 8,000. When a very small chunk of vote, and I say very small, about 12 to 13,000 ballots came in, he won those two to one. They all came from Clark County and it expanded his lead to, uh, to just uh, about 11,000, uh, 11, as you say, 438. So he won those two to one. It was too small of a sample to make us think this is going to extrapolate out. When we see a little bit more, we'll see what it tells us. Um, John Ralston, who's an expert in Nevada politics, doesn't think there is enough Republican vote to overtake it. Um, but you know what? We want to count the ballots. Okay, and now you know, in a nutshell, why we're still on the air here tonight. <laughs> we're waiting for if that's votes. a nutshell, Savannah, it's a big <laughs> nutshell. It's, yeah, 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 it's it hard to find the uh, walls. Yes, but uh, we will we'll continue to follow it. And Gotti Schwartz, our correspondent in Phoenix, is watching the Arizona vote count for us. He was uh, watching it come in live, and we just got another batch a vote. I won't ask you to do math, Gotti, but uh, what are you hearing from folks about um, on, on both sides about what they feel is going to happen here in Arizona? Yeah, so that batch came from that building right over there. We've got this sizable crowd uh, right here. The people in this crowd are here supporting the president. They say they want to make sure all their votes are counted and they are confident uh, that the president will carry Arizona. I, I want to show you, it's a little bit more uh, of a calm scene so far than what we saw yesterday. I'm going to show you why. Uh, so we've got this crowd over here and we've got some people speaking. Uh, I'm just going to work my way through here. Sorry, howdy. Sorry. So we've got uh, some gentlemen that just came in a little while ago um, with some long guns. Other than that, before that, it was mostly handguns. Uh, here in Arizona, it's an open carry state, so not necessarily out of the ordinary, but most people had uh, sidearms. And now we're starting to see long guns uh, into the night. But again, that is a constitutional right. And here in Arizona, it's not necessarily out of the ordinary, so it might be a little bit jarring for people to see uh, at home. But there are people with, with firearms here in this crowd. They say they are
are here because they want to peacefully protest, and they say that is part of that peaceful protest. Now, this is what I wanted to show you here. These are barriers that they've put up to try to give the uh, the Maricopa County Election Center a little bit of a berth. Yesterday, you saw the crowd. They were right up against the wall over there, and you could hear them chanting through the window. They were a lot more aggressive yesterday. Might have been a different group because today the vibe has been more subdued. We've heard some speakers actually say they don't want to hear conspiracies. They don't want to hear uh, talk of QAnon. They want to make sure that this is focused on the ballot. We actually had somebody come out just a little while ago, a Republican, and try to explain to them that while uh, the Sharpie uh, rumors that were flying around right now were very and they, they did have some questions about them. They did seem to be uh, within the, the margin, within, something that is legitimately seen by Maricopa County as an effective means of marking your ballot. Uh, so that's one of the things that we've seen in this crowd. But again, it's now... Uh, and again, those ballots just came out. They do show that President Trump is closing that gap between Joe Biden, who is in the lead. It's gone from... 69,000 votes uh, to a gap of about uh, 40,000 votes, as you guys were just talking about. And we'll see if we can get possibly another batch a little bit later tonight. Oh, that, you, that was, I was just about to ask you real quick if, if we were going to get more tonight, if you're expecting that. And do you, do you know uh, just generally how many ballots are left in Arizona to be counted? Rough math. We're talking about some something like 200,000 here at Maricopa County. When it comes to Arizona as a whole, we we have seen some returns come in from some of the smaller counties, but we're looking at probably uh, 300,000, 350,000 that still uh, have to come in. Uh, and unfortunately, from the SOS from the Secretary of State here. She has said that it is possible that we could see this go into this weekend. Guys? All right. We, uh, we've come to expect a long way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to Pennsylvania now. Chris Jansing is in Harrisburg. Uh, Chris, tell us about the count there. What are you seeing? Hey, Lester, I just uh, was texting with uh, a local elected. I've been keeping in touch with electeds throughout the day to see what they're hearing. And he tells me that they are expecting another drop of some, some and I don't know he didn't have any description of how many that means, but some vote soon out of Philadelphia. But he did say that they are expecting to continue to count into the night. And in fact, that they've been doing math. And what they believe is that at the rate the count is going and the rate that we see the pace of uh, votes going to Joe Biden, they believe that he will surpass President Trump sometime between 4 or 5 a.m. One of the things...
if you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. Well, we're duty bound to say there is no evidence that there are illegal votes being counted, but votes are continuing to be counted as expected. Let's uh, go to our correspondent, Hallie Jackson, at the White House, at Biden headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware. Hallie, let's start with you, the president's statement, and what the state of mind is inside the Trump campaign tonight. Sure, so let's take those two pieces of evidence, starting with the president's statement, because remember, this is the first time now we have seen him on camera delivering remarks since that very late night, early morning hours speech that he gave in the East Room at the White House on election night. The president, rather than stepping back from the, the fraudulent claims, the false claims that he made, he is leaning into this, again, prematurely declaring that he believes he's won this race, even though there are still, of course, ballots yet to be counted. He is talking, as you mentioned, about the idea of fraud, he calls it, in the election system. And to be crystal clear here, there is no evidence of widespread there are no reports of it. There is no systemic issue with this election. It is proceeding exactly as it was intended to proceed and exactly as we thought it would proceed, with ballots being counted in these key states legitimately. Yes, it's taking a while, but that is because, of course, a lot of these ballots were mailed in largely because of the pandemic. So there is, I've been talking with sources tonight, and I can tell you that there is, to a degree, some level of discomfort with the way that the president's messaging is on this issue, um, specifically as it relates to what we've heard from him in just the last couple of hours. As for the path, you know, here, campaign officials, people in and around the campaign, really believe it comes down to Pennsylvania and Arizona, but that is a very narrow path. In order for this to work for the president, basically, he's got to hang on to that lead that Joe Biden is chipping away at in Pennsylvania, and he's got to overtake the lead that Biden has in Arizona. That is the way that the campaign believes that the best way that he would have this narrow path to victory. I, listen, I think I can sum it up in the words of, of somebody else that I talked to today. Confident? No. Is it possible? Yes. Uh, is one of our sources is telling our, our team here, could the president get lucky? Absolutely. There is still that possibility, but it is looking like an ever narrowing path for President Trump here. So I would say that the overall sense is really, I think, defiance from the president as he's pushing these legal fights here. And by the way, that strategy isn't working everywhere. We saw judges dismiss two of those lawsuits in Georgia and Michigan today because there's just not evidence to back up the, the idea that anybody's breaking the law. Hey, Hallie, are you hearing anything about any internal discussions or any, you know, thought that, that maybe the president shouldn't come out or maybe he should, should you know, uh, not talk about some of these conspiracies? Yes, absolutely, Lester. Um, and, and again, this is all sort of happening tonight, so we're still working on reporting this out. But I can tell you that uh, I spoke with one sort of source familiar with the president's thinking here who had some concerns about this. Now, that said, I think there's also some concern. Uh, I think people in and around the president's circle often feel aggrieved by media narratives, and I think that there is some of that that is playing into this as well. Uh, but I do think that, you know, you are seeing even from Republicans outside the president's circle concern that is growing with the way that he's handling this. On the flip side, what's interesting, Lester, is the president's family. You're seeing, for example, his son calling on other Republicans to basically get on board and get behind the president because, for example, Donald Trump Jr. believes that's going to play a part in the 2024 election. Yeah, that was one of the conversations we had here today earlier about other Republicans not necessarily falling in line with these theories. Well, Marco Rubio, for instance, has tweeted, if a candidate believes a state is violating election laws, they have a right to challenge it in court and produce evidence in support of their claims. 
and also taking days to count legally cast votes is not fraud directly at, you know, at the president. Marco Rubio, a Florida senator who is not one to cross swords with the president very often, so it's notable. We also heard from Pennsylvania's Republican senator um, essentially saying, let the votes be counted, Casey. And that's the message it seems like we're getting right now from most elected Republicans, even as the president's family seems to be suggesting that those who want to be the future of the Republican Party aren't being loyal enough in this moment. We are hearing an overall message that is much more focused on count the votes, use the process, have faith in the process. And even saying, if you can go to the court and the court says you've got standing, okay, that's part of our system. But so far they are really reinforcing the system itself. And that's really what's separating them potentially. Well, there's tension, isn't there, within the Republican Party over this because in point of fact, Republicans down the ballot did very well on Tuesday night. So for the president to say, hey, there's something funky going on with this election, the very real gains that Republicans had. So do you sense that some Republicans are saying, hey, wait a minute, we don't know if we're into this strategy of, of casting aspersions on the entire process that went on on Tuesday? Because that elected some House members. They got seats back. They defeated some of the incumbent Democrats who had just been elected in 2018, it's the same ballot. They're all on the same ballot. If the ballot is fraudulent, then their elections are also uh, in dispute. And, you know, I had a lot of conversations with Republicans over many weeks heading into the election about, okay, there are so many instances where they didn't say, they didn't stand up to President Trump on things where a lot of their critics said, hey, you should. And I said to them, we know how President Trump's going to handle this. He has told us, he told us before the election that he was going to do exactly what he did tonight, that he was going to come out and question the results of the election. And almost to a person, they told me in private conversations, we are not ready to give the American experiment over to Donald Trump. This is a line too far. They said, okay, he goes to the courts, the courts end up declaring, he, if he's got to win this election in the courts, and the courts say yes, we'll go with that. But if he loses in court, if he loses fair and square, we're going to end up and say, American people, this is fair and square. So they are facing, I think, a test they didn't want to have to face. Uh, but so far, they are meeting it in the way I, I was it, told that they would. It's a bit awkward, too, because at the same time, some of these folks that got reelected and that it looks like Joe Biden may get elected president for getting the Trump South. Look, we know there's two distinct Republican set of voters. Um, there's those that are animated. Uh, on the ballot and being on what did matter and a lot. You know, you can't tell me that that um, Republicans uh, that the voters that voted for Joe Biden in New Hampshire, for instance, um, some of them voted for Joe Biden and a Republican Senate and House candidate so that New Hampshire's legislature could go Republican. So it goes to this point that the president really is sort of, um, and it's making it very awkward for these elected Republicans who, yes, they owe the president supporters the base. And at the same time, they know that some Biden voters put them in office, too. We need to uh, take a break here. We're going to talk with a man who knows something about presidential election cliffhangers. Our exclusive interview with former vice president and presidential candidate Al Gore. When our special decision 2020 coverage continues.
Americans with their financial needs. That's over 25 million people. With over 90 years of investment experience, our thousands of financial professionals can help with secure video chat or on the phone. We make it easy for you to get online tools, e-signatures, and no medical exam license.